0: Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice. Nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax
1: questions. Want to learn how not to go broke in retirement? Well, stay tuned and I'll show you. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, The Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four-time author, Tony Walker. The date, September 28th, 2021, 2021. We find ourselves smack dab still in the middle of a pandemic that we thought would have ended months ago. The stock market, as we speak, is in a little bit of a free fall. And we have the Fed pumping more and more money, which is spurring more and more fears of more and more inflation. So what is a saver to do on this particular date? Well, hopefully for the next 28 minutes or so, you're gonna stay tuned to The Worry-Free Retirement because myself, Tony Walker, And my fellow fiduciary and favorite son-in-law, Trey Juergens, along with America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander, are going to share with you some ideas to keep from going broke in retirement and how to be more worry-free about it. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, Tony Walker. And today, we are going to ebb and flow back and forth as to why so many people right now are worried about going broke in retirement. But before we get started, I want to welcome Mr. Trey Jurgens here in our Louisville studios as we record this show. Good afternoon, Trey. It's not morning. Usually we do mornings. It's afternoon. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. And as we were planning out this show this morning, I mean, we've got some great articles and stuff, but I mean, this is, um, I guess, you know, we think about people going broke. I've had several clients already today who are dealing with parents who literally are going broke. One of them had to go in a nursing home and I guess it's just a touchy subject because, let's face it, we work hard all of our lives. The thought of literally running out of money and going broke, I mean, that's about as scary as it gets, wouldn't you agree? Pretty scary stuff. Aaron, you're, yourself today, good good uh, afternoon to you, and uh, you're ready over there at the helm. We appreciate your hard work over there. How are you doing today? Uh, good afternoon, sir. I am doing well. Doing well. And uh, at this stage of the game, you're probably not worried about going broke, are you? You're just trying to take care of Jessica and the three kids and... What are you talking about? I got three kids. I am broke. I'm not worried about going broke. I am broke. What are you talking about? No, I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not super worried about that. You know, that is funny though. You bring that up. Um, of course, I'm 61 years of age now. And yeah, I guess you could say I've been done pretty well financially, but when I was about your age, I'm thinking back here and I won't give your age out on the air, but actually there were times right before that, that I was pretty much broke. And uh I know Trey you're doing pretty well financially but with kids at home that's a good point that Aaron makes and house payments and all that I mean there's probably times you're thinking I don't have a lot of money coming in here by the time you pay all the bills and expenses and yeah the the
0: fun money for
1: golf clubs and stuff I want to buy it disappears pretty quick with kids <laughs> in the house yeah. And I think that I had a gentleman in today and we were talking about that and he was talking about the amount of expenses he has. But all of a sudden, you know, when you do get closer to retirement in general, now we'll get into inflation in a minute here, but in general, people don't realize that as you get closer to retirement, uh, and I'm seeing this, unless you really do want to spend a whole lot of money, assuming you've basically paid off most of your debts and things like that, the expenses you and Aaron are worried about, are kind of gone. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, like Susan and I, we don't have uh, college tuition necessarily. We don't have grade school. We don't have all these costs, sports. Um, for, For the most part, we're pretty much out of debt. Um, you know, we don't, we, we, could choose, in other words, to keep our expenses very low. So, that make sense? You're not falling on the playground and breaking a collarbone? Yeah, that's right. You <laughs> we, we just had that recently with Scouts. Boy, Scouts accident prone, isn't she? Bless She's her heart. She's like her mother. <laughs> well, and, and Lacey was accident prone. So, what we want to talk about today, folks, is just this whole concept of what really is retirement. Why is the landscape of retirement so different than when my granddad retired? And how are we, as advisors, as fiduciaries, helping so many people worry less about money? And I think we have literally addressed this very concern, uh, Trey, with our split IRA concepts, which we'll get into in more detail, how we can guarantee, the word guarantee, that our clients won't go broke, right? Oh, yeah. So that's what it's all about. So we want to start off with, first of all, where we are as a society right now. And I think the biggest I think it's the rippling effect that nobody thought about with the pandemic. And also, I think the Fed and interest rates, is, it's all coming back to haunt us now. What has always been the greatest fear of running out of money? What is the biggest fear right now that's overtaken that particular fear? You mentioned it just a bit ago that
0: in the last year, well, almost a year, it's been May 2020 to May 2021. So look back over the last decade, inflation on average has been 2%. But in that time period I just mentioned, May 2020 to May 2021, inflation has gone up 5%.
1: Wow. And folks, you've got to understand that's relative to overall inflation. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this. Have you been, Have you filled up your car lately, Aaron? Yeah. Is it more than 5% increase? From, a little bit more, yeah. yeah. What about um, lumber prices? You know, we're remodeling a home. Uh, if, yeah, Trey, you've got some statistics yeah, I've, there. Can I go got over a, some of this? I've
0: got a few. Okay. Okay. Home appliances. So take, for instance, washers, dryers, up twenty-seven percent. Not
1: five percent, twenty-seven. Yeah, go ahead. Furniture,
0: up nine percent. This one's funny, and I've actually seen it. My friend was in the market for a new bicycle. Bikes are up ten percent. Gosh. Uh, and then gas. I know we just joked about that, but up fifty-six percent over oh last May. I didn't realize the gas was that much higher. Hmm. It's a national stat, so I'm sure it varies, but yeah, that's,
1: yeah, but that's still, that's, that's almost alarming. So as you get into retirement, especially we work with so many retirees, many of you are starting to voice concerns with Tony. I mean, you know, have we got this thing built out for, you know, all of this inflation that's coming our way? And I think it's going to continue for a little while, folks. I don't know what's going to happen with interest rates, but I think, you know, the chickens have to come home to roost at some point. If you keep loaning out money, giving out free money, Uh, eventually things are going to come back to bite you because there's so much money being infused into the economy. And then we have a lot of shortages, too, I think, and uh, and a lot of demand. Uh, And I think everybody's being very fair with me on this house. I got a lot of contractors, but let's face it, they're in demand, right? So they can charge a pretty penny if they want to, maybe higher than what they could three years ago. So that's just a function of supply and demand. So when we come back, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about, and we're going to start off first of all with a wonderful Tony in the trenches, but this idea of trying to eliminate costs. Which costs are we trying to eliminate? And inflation is one of those. How do we deal with inflation? But also, what happens if we decide to make decisions like paying off our home with money that we have stockpiled? In our 401k plans. Interesting stuff coming your way. We're gonna try to help you not go broke in retirement. You're listening to The Worry Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker with Trey Jurgens and Aaron Orander. We'll be right back. Tony, I keep hearing the term fiduciary, and it's a relatively new term, at least to me. Can you explain what that is and why it's so important? folks to work with a fiduciary well actually you're right fiduciary is a term you don't hear a lot in the financial world though it's getting very very popular because there are so many people giving financial advice now so a fiduciary by definition simply means that someone is going to be working in your best interest not theirs the problem in the financial world in order to transact business to manage your money for instance you don't have to be a fiduciary by law In other words, it's kind of odd, but you don't have to actually be held to a higher standard of working in someone's best interest. So we at Tony Walker Financial have volunteered, we have elected to become fiduciaries. We have the proper licensing. Besides myself, there are three other fiduciaries, and our job is to make sure that we are working in the client's best interest. So give me an example of uh, what a first meeting might look like if I'm a new client, I come into your office and I meet with you or one of your associates. Yeah, a good way to tell if you're working with a fiduciary is how quickly are they moving you through the process. So for instance, at Tony Walker Financial, that first meeting, Diane, when we sit down, we're basically going to go over all of your information. That's all we do at the first meeting. We're collecting data, we're making sure we understand what it is you want and what you're trying to achieve. Then in almost all cases, we have a second appointment. Now during the second appointment is where we provide all of our findings, all of our assessment. And that information is confidential to you and personalized to you. Now, here's the real thing that really surprises people. We generally don't ask people to buy anything after that second meeting unless they're ready to move forward. We encourage them to take their information home, study it, make sure they understand how we're paid, how much money we're going to make on the transaction if they move money over, and just make sure they have a real comfort level. So, yes, in conclusion, Diane, you want to make sure you're working with a fiduciary.
0: Welcome back folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. This is fiduciary full-time here in the Louisville office, Trey Juergens. And Tony, we'll start off with a Tony in the trenches. This is a, a real client situation. As you say, we changed the name to protect the innocent, but real scenario that they really wanted to pull off and the numbers that we discovered for them and the costs that were buried within this transaction they were wanting to take place are, are pretty impressive. But I'll dive right in. He says, Tony, my wife and I are thinking of purchasing a second home. Currently our annual income is over 200,000. I believe he had a pension that helped it push up that high. Uh, Wanted to withdraw enough money from our IRA to put 150,000 down on this second home. You talk a lot about the tax tumor. What would the taxes be if I needed to net that 150 from a distribution from my IRA?
1: And this is probably one of the most, I I think it's getting more and more common, because as we move into retirement, more and more people are trying to figure out how to pay off those houses. And I get it, because I think a lot of people just don't want the obligation of the payment. So you, you really need to listen to this closely, folks. If this is something you're thinking about doing, let's set the stage again. This gentleman, he and his wife have worked really, really hard and saved a ton of money in their 401k. They want to buy a second home. So they've got some money, you know, but not enough to just buy this home. They're going to borrow some of it. So they're going to put a down payment on the second home. I get that. They can't pay the whole thing off. So obviously they're going to go get it from the 401k. And as I often say with the 401k, and if you want to grab out your statement right now, folks, if you have it handy or look on the Internet and see what it is, that money, whether it's $300,000, 200000 400000 that money, not all of that money, is yours. You have to remember this, and this is what this gentleman's going to find out real quick. So what we did, uh, Trey alerted me to this. Uh, in our offices in Bowling Green is Leanne Tinsley. She's certified in tax planning. And this is what we do for our clients. There's no charge for this. We had to be the bearer of bad news, as you're going to see. But we had to figure out how much money we were going to pull out of the 401K, pay the tax on that money, to net, that means the amount of money we could actually spend, $150,000. So basically, Trey, Leanne ran these numbers. So, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, you, you go ahead and read through them. We've got them here listed. So, and, and by the way, folks, the television show, The Word for Retirement, uh, we go over these graphics in much more detail. So if you don't have a chance or didn't know about the TV show or obviously you can DVR it. I've had a gentleman in today. He said, Tony, I've got 25 DVR episodes of The Word for Retirement. I'm working through because now he's getting serious about retirement and was talking about how helpful they are. But let's say you didn't DVR them. Aaron, tell the folks how you can watch past episodes of the Worry-Free Retirement television show. Sure, no problem. Folks, it's really easy. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com. YouTube. Dot com and when you get there right up there at the search bar you're just going to type in tony walker financial do that click search and bam there it is you'll see tony's smiling face just click on that and you're going to find not only past episodes you're going to find all of our video content all right thank you aaron okay trey so walk us through this they need to net 150,000 out of the 401k and they're getting ready to see this tax tumor rear its ugly head. What are the costs to do this?
0: All right. So the net amount they're looking for is 150000 So as you just said, you take a look at that 401k or IRA statement. Uncle Sam has a chunk of that coming his way. So with taxes, and again, their income was over $200,000. So their, their income is, is pretty high. But taking a large distribution like this is going to actually throw their federal withholdings up to 39%. State withholdings—he was in Kentucky, so five percent. So, using those numbers, the total federal amount withheld. This is not the net distribution. This is above and beyond that.
1: This is where the government takes their fair share, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Uncle Sam has got his hand out for one hundred and four thousand four hundred and sixty-four dollars, and the state or state withholding is going to be almost thirteen thousand four hundred dollars. There's a couple minimal fees. These are nothing as compared to (laughs) the tax chunk. There's a little wiring fee, overnight fee, closing fee. So all together, total taxes are going to be 117, almost 118,000. So the gross distribution to net 150,000 for a down payment on this house, they would have to take out 267,857 dollars.
1: Okay, now let's think about that a minute, folks. If you're riding down the road feeling nauseated, pull over quickly. Um, what what had to happen here? So even though in this person's mind's eye, they had, let's say, $150,000 401k. Let's say that this may be the best way to explain it, Trey. Let's say all you had was $150,000 401k and you said, I want to put down $150,000 for this home. Obviously, we'd have to say, eh, sorry, you're about $117,000 short because <laughs> you'd have to have Two hundred sixty-seven thousand to net one hundred fifty. This is what we mean, folks. By when you look at these 401k statements, you've got to lean against that 401k, and it's called the IRS. This money is not all of your money. Now we're going to get into fighting the effects of inflation a little bit. Still, you'd have to ask yourself. In this scenario, with that high tax bracket, I don't know if I would recommend it in this case. But still, you have to ask yourself. If they did take some of that money out, the market's at a all-time high right now, as we record this show on September 28th, 2021, one might argue, well, Tony, yes, yeah, it's at 39%, but haven't taxes been even higher than that? Yeah, they have. So, uh, And Tony, if I don't have this house payment, or if I can put a down payment down in this case, won't that lessen the amount of money that I need to put down? Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, Tony, if I can lower my cost in other areas, if I could maybe take this money out over two different tax years, could you all try to calculate that? Might that lower our taxes? Very well. So a lot of this managing of not running out of money and going broke in retirement is managing your cost. And you basically have several different types of costs that we at Tony Walker Financial try to help our clients keep an eye on. You have the cost of interest. So we're trying to do away with some interest cost here. You have the cost of taxes. In this case, we're not really helping a lot because it's such a large amount. And again, folks, not everybody's going to fall in a 39% bracket. These people had a really high income, so it went on top of that. Most people fall into, well, somebody's going to pay off their house that I talked to today. We're estimating the federal bracket's about 22. I said, if you think taxes are going to be higher in the future, this is not a bad deal, which they do. So they're going to go on and do this. Um, you also have insurance premiums. Doesn't matter in this case and then also you have just fees, and there was minimal fees here. So one way you combat inflation and keep from running out of money and going broke in retirement is you gotta keep your costs down. Now the second way that you deal with not running out of money is something we call our split IRA concept. So folks, you're you're gonna usually get information from one of two sources. Either you're gonna get information from somebody that generally is what we call from the investment world, uh, that would be money managers, wealth managers, stock uh, brokers, et cetera. And they are generally more and more comfortable with taking a little bit of risk. Their idea is to grow your money, try to get dividends, etc. The problem is if you go that way, okay, there is no way they can guarantee you they won't go broke in retirement, right? right. You could run out of money. So that's one way. And we understand investment. So in some way, we've kind of got our hand in that kitty. We understand that world and we do put some of our clients money over into that investment world knowing that it is not guaranteed. Now the second world that we also put our hand in the kitty on and we know much about, we know a lot about this is the world of insurance products or annuities. So what you're going to find out there folks, if you're shopping around or kicking tires, most people, and you've got to look at their credentials because Trey, we've been finding this out. We've been doing this process for years. We're finding out even some people in the money management world are starting to offer these products called annuities. We're seeing that, aren't we? They're doing both. A
0: lot more lately.
1: Yeah, you used to never see that. You'd either see somebody sell investments or sell annuities, either or, not both. Um, So what we have found over time is more and more people are doing this. It doesn't really matter if they're trying to do it. It matters if they have the credentials to do it. So what we have found is, and what we're really good at, when we're meeting with people, what we're trying to do is help grow the money to, to a certain degree, but we can't put too much at risk And then that's where the split ira with the annuity on the back end allows us to make sure that our clients don't go broke in retirement so trey you're you're getting used to working with more and more people and particularly i think when you get to what we call the we call it the binder delivery where i've kind of worked on everything the office has put everything together now you meet with them one more time just to make sure they understand it how how would you describe how you go through that final binder appointment their understanding of the annuities and the importance of those annuities to have that so they won't go broke in retirement.
0: Yeah, a lot of what I do in that appointment is just slow down, go page by page, make sure they understand these products because the way that we're different is that we work these products into a process and an income pa- plan specific to their needs. So when we suggest an insurance product or a annuity that provides some mailbox money so they don't run out of income in retirement, The way that we do that is by positioning in our proprietary income software. So I really slow down on that section specifically, explain how we use realistic assumptions on the investment side that
1: we could do better than this. We're not gonna give you these crazy- Okay, can I I, hold your thought? I gotta tell you this one. I had a gentleman that became a client of mine in the Bowling Green office, nice fella. And uh, he's, he's nervous about the market. He's done really well in the market. He says, I think I want to go with this split IRA concept. And he said, and Tony, I mean, I understand what you're doing. I'm okay if all you can get me is 3%. And I, I was cut off by it. I said, uh, sir, what do you mean by that if that's all we can get you? And he said, well, you keep talking about 3% on your models. And I said, well, sir, we just put down 3% as an assumption because we wanna be ultra conservative in those assumptions. The last thing we wanna do is show you eight or 9%, which we might be able to get you that, but why in the world would you wanna bank on that, knowing that you could lose the money? So he said, oh my gosh, you got more than that portfolio, 3%, so it was just funny how a lot of times, I think you're right, you know, sometimes we just have to slow down and really explain all the different portfolios and things we can offer. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think I you
0: told me that story. His statement, he did pull it out. It was about three times that return. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, then I showed him what we do with risk allies and how we have other portfolios. If he wants to take that risk, he'd done just as well. But I think what he was happy to hear was, yeah, he's got options. If he wants to try to grow his money more, we can certainly do it. But go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you there. Yeah,
0: the way that we illustrate that, we use very realistic assumptions, 2 3% on our portfolio portfolios, and that's on the income side from the investments. So kind of bucket one, if you're familiar with our split IRA concept. And then we show when we kick in the mailbox money or the income riders from the annuities that we set up. If that's part of the plan, they're not always. But when we do that, I really slow down and explain that if that investment side lasts a little bit longer, you don't have to necessarily take the income. Of course, there's things like required minimum distributions and all that fun stuff that we monitor as well but really slow down on when and how they take that income. That's really the, the way that I slow down in those appointments.
1: And the other thing that I wanted to talk about in our time remaining, and I'm, I'm really excited about some of these products we've been researching. Now, again, folks, uh, when we talk about annuities, uh, we don't like to name companies. We have a lot of companies we represent. The companies are always changing rates, etc. cetera. So if this interests you, there's two things you can do as we get ready to describe the split IRA. There's two booklets on our website. You might want to download these. Um, one of them is Annuities Made Easy. It'll explain all the different types of annuities that are out there. We're well-versed in annuities. And then mailbox money made easy, which is what we're talking about now, which is these, this idea of an annuity being the only thing that can provide guaranteed income so you won't go broke in retirement. So that, that's kind of how that works. So we do both, investments and annuities. Again, most people out there don't have the credentials to do the both, even though they're trying to sell both of them. That's what we're seeing. So what we've discovered over the last couple of years is some of these insurance companies are introducing, and I'm just terming them this, I know this is not the correct term necessarily, but I call them inflation annuities. So here's what you can do, folks, with a annuity. You can add, and Trey mentioned this, something called an income rider. Now this income rider is guaranteed. So it's gonna say that as long as you don't take money, there's a guaranteed rate of return, some of them paying as high as 7% right now. But there is a catch to that. What they mean by that is, is as that money's accumulating at 7%, if you ever want to what we call turn on income, in other words, stop the 7%, turn on the income and take mailbox money, that's the guaranteed income for life, you can do that. But whenever you do that, it's a level income. So I'm just picking numbers out of the blue tray. Let's say somebody wants an income rider with a level income. We defer it 10 years and it's worth 300000 or whatever it's worth. Well, the payout rate, let's say, is five percent. We're going to multiply three hundred times five percent. So now you would get income of fifteen thousand a year for life. Did I explain that pretty, pretty rudimentary? Not much to that. I got you. It's all fine. But if somebody says, "Well, Tony, that fifteen thousand a year is pretty good now," but Aaron, if you're thinking of inflation, what would you be worried about twenty years from now? What do you think that fifteen thousand would buy? It, not much. Not much. So then you say, "Well, that sounds good now, Tony, but I'm or I tell you where this would be a." a game changer, somebody that's a little younger or has a long life expectancy in their family. You know, you take a 55 or 60 year old and think, gosh, I can be around 30 or 40 years. That 15,000 just doesn't sound like a lot of money. So we buy what's called, invest in what's called an inflation annuity. So what is an inflation annuity? It's the same principle, but what an insurance company there is going to do is they're going to say, okay, Let's use the same scenario, uh, Trey. Let's say you're at $300,000. You want to draw income. Instead of paying you 15000 a year, they might start it at 10000 a year. You with me? Yep. That's the minimum guarantee. So on the surface, Aaron, if you could have 15000 or 10000 a year, you'd probably take $15,000. Probably take 15000 yeah. But depending on your circumstances and longevity and life expectancy, this company will say, okay, what we're going to do, Trey, we're going to link this to the market. If it goes up, the income could go up with it. Maybe it goes up to 11,000. And then over time, it gets up to 13 and then 15. So every time this company credits, it's called a crediting method, credits money to your account, your income goes up, but that's your new floor. It can never go back down. So folks, think about this now. If you're in the stock market, some of you right now, as we record this show on September 28th, 2021. I mean, I think the market's down 500 points or something today. Have you seen the market? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Fed. I mean, there's a lot of concern over the Fed. So folks, anytime you want to see the market go down, you just watch the Federal Reserve sneeze and start threatening uh, interest rates move. It's, it's really a, it's really on a powder keg here, the way we've set our economy. So anyway, obviously somebody must have said something about interest rates because the market's down. So imagine if you're drawing money out of an account in the stock market and this market goes down. It could be devastating. So what we have with the income annuity is it's not affected. Market crashes. Let's say it's risen to 13000 a year. Doesn't matter. You're going to make 13000 a year. Are you looking up the market as we speak? What is it, it right is now? Down almost 570 points. Okay. That's a pretty big drop. So So now we fast forward and the market eventually goes back up. Well, this company is going to increase the income so the point is over time this could catch up to the original fifteen thousand. but not only that could keep going up to keep up with inflation so here's what i would suggest to you folks if you are sitting there right now and you are worried about the stock market maybe you've got a bunch of money languishing over the bank and also be very careful boy there's a lot of people peddling annuities right now offering big huge bonuses and guarantees Make sure, here's the thing if you're going to buy an annuity, make sure that the person is explained. Are there any fees? You want to see an illustration. You want to make sure that the uh, company is at least rated A minus or better by A and Best. Don't get anything less than A minus. There's a lot of companies out there offering big time returns that I probably wouldn't trust with my money right now. A lot of scary things going out there in the insurance world. So make sure you get those and then get a second opinion. If you're looking at an annuity, folks, There are so many out there. Work with somebody like us that's a fiduciary. That's the other thing too, Trey. I think a lot of these people aren't fiduciaries. They're not required by law to work in your best interest. That's really scary. So again, if you're interested in learning more about our split IRA concept, you want to learn the difference between a level income annuity and an inflation-protected income annuity, all you got to do to speak to us is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com at no cost or obligation. We'll be happy to talk to you by phone or at Warrants. We'll do a full analysis, absolutely free of your entire situation. We'll talk about the split IRA. We'll explain how our investment platform through Charles Schwab works. We'll explain the different types of annuities from different carriers that we work with as an independent fiduciary. And we will make sure that you have a game plan, number one, that you feel is more safe and secure than probably where you are now. And number two, that you won't go broke in retirement. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on the Let's Get Started or give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-9255. And Trey, in the closing moments here, we just got a few seconds. Also tell them about a few of our downloads and how they can get access to our free downloads on the internet.
0: Yeah, there on the homepage, we've got several um, different items that you can either download or request uh, physical copies of. We've got our booklet bundles, which have been very popular, popular lately. One of the newest, uh, probably neatest things that we can provide is a free 401k risk assessment. That's something, if you fill out that form, you do have to provide us securely a copy of your 401k statement, and we'll do what's called a uh, risk assessment of what your holdings are in there.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Trey. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. If we can be of any help, let us know. Otherwise, between now and next week, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. Make it a good one.